Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Yeah, buddy, it's hour four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. We're about to hit the expressway coming up at 520, and we'll talk about everything developing in the world of sports. I have a big Mavs question here for you coming up at 4 o'clock, and what you think about the national narrative that is developing and, and building around your superstar there, number 77. Is it true that uh, a lot of people don't want to play with him. That's what the national media is floating here on the other side of the trade deadline. It's all glory for us because of the players they got and how it changes the outlook. But that's a secondary narrative they were kicking around yesterday. Want to get your thoughts on that coming up at 520. Here's the chief with your football's finest. Okay, we will get to um, you know some around the around the NFL things here. You had the Chiefs parade that went sideways, and uh, it's a heartbreaking a shooting situation that involves one person being dead and, and 10 to 15 uh, people injured. Uh, heartbreaking as it gets. Uh, we will try and uh, sift through some of that and get to the fun moments that were had before it became a disaster. But they introduce Mike Zimmer today. Uh, we opened the show with the press conference, and uh, there were certainly some interesting takeaways. Yesterday, we discussed some things from Cowboys Stats and Graphics on Twitter, who does a great job. Um, breaking things down, breaking things down. And there was a lot of uh, good things over the course of Zimmer's career that his defenses are uh, that are accustomed to doing. Uh, limiting yards after the catch uh, is a huge one. Not being so dependent on turnovers, things we talked about yesterday. But I saw in D Magazine today a guy named Cody Alexander is, uh, is, a, is a guy who is a, a great football mind on Twitter, he understands modern defense as well as, as anyone that you could follow. And he's got a little paragraph within this D Magazine article and his take on why Zimmer has been successful over the years against these new Shanahan-type offenses was two reasons. The first of which is he's not averse. Zimmer's not averse to running split-field coverage. Uh, he'll run the cover, too, and that helps with, with motions. Uh, and... Number two is he's much more multiple and has a better blitz package. Uh, in Zimmer's final season in Minnesota, his defense deployed a cover two look at the sixth highest rate in the NFL as well. So those are a couple of things that you see uh, where the, the the two high stuff, mm-hmm. you saw Baltimore have a lot of success with that. Uh, Kansas City had a lot of success with that this year. Uh, and one of the things that, like a San Francisco, Steve Wilkes, he's out now in San Francisco as their defensive coordinator. And it, the defense certainly wasn't the problem in in the Super Bowl, uh, but it, the, a lot of the single high stuff, a lot of the a lot of the uh, cover three stuff, and and that is just, I mean, the the McSexes, the Shanahan's, the the Lafleur's, the Ben Johnsons, they're dicing up cover three like you've never seen. 
Uh, so you and and you know Dan Quinn was doing a lot of single high stuff as well. Uh, yeah, and he so was, he just didn't really have the safeties to play too high. No, for sure. I think there's there's something to that. Uh, but also, I wonder how much of that was you know by design. Mm-hmm. I want my guys being being down and around the box and whatever. You double down on he Donovan to Wilson again. He needed to adapt again. Yeah, like getting the three safety idea, which was different than what he was known for in Seattle and then Atlanta. He was like, man, I got to change. So he finds that he marries it with the Cowboys personnel. It was working. But it wasn't optimized uh, for what the what the trend was. So, like, Zimmer is different enough for me, but similar enough for me at the same time to be thinking there's a path forward that the defense is better next year. And, I, you know, I, I just think they probably got this higher right. And it is hard for me to say that because I don't have a lot of faith in the in, in the organization being able to hire somebody. But just like Dan Quinn, maybe they were lucky that somebody in their network, somebody they looked to with credibility happened to be available. Yeah, he's a guy that has a background of success. Everywhere he's been, his defenses have been good. And even in the press conference, he was like, we're not trying to rewrite the game here, but he's got things and tendencies that he knows works, that pairs well against some of these offenses. We talked about that double-A gap pressure, uh, being able to send pressure in multiple looks where you're not sure where it's coming from. I'm kind of stacking the line of scrimmage with four on the right side, four on the left, then all of a sudden I'm changing it after the snap. Uh, so all of these things, I think, are exciting when it comes to Mike Zimmer. But he he didn't have a lot to say when it's like, hey, what have you been up to? He's like, yeah, you yeah. know, just been watching tape and stuff like that. And it could go one of two ways. Either it's just normal to him that he's constantly watching tape. So it's not a big diversion from what his normal uh, mode of operation is, right? I, of course I'm paying attention to the modern trends and coming up with schemes and, you know, very precise uh, techniques for stopping this. Or... Maybe he just doesn't recognize how important it is. Rubber's going to hit the road. And if you are not absolutely ready and prepared and know what offenses are trying to do to you, you'll be exposed very quickly. Only only the best and the brightest are passing this test right now. So uh, there's an Apple TV Plus documentary on the Patriots that's you know over their 20-year run that's getting ready to drop. And, and one of the things, I, I don't know that this is going to be how good this is going to be for Bill Belichick. Ooh. And I, I wonder, how, like... I don't, I don't know where Belichick would stand on being a defensive coordinator. But if you're San Francisco, you feel like you probably got to make the call, right, to go to see if so Belichick RJ is floated down. out. Like if you were Bill Belichick to stay relevant, why don't I go to San Francisco? I'll be the missing piece to that that gets them a ring finally because I can manage a game. I can help Kyle Shanahan do that, and I'm a tremendous defensive coach. Then I'll get a head coaching job next year. I don't know. I don't think he needs to do that. I think he'll get a job the following season, but. That is a little bit of a terrifying thought. I'll tell you what. After I read you this, tell me how you feel about whether or not it was a good idea to punt on the idea of Bill Belichick being the head coach here in Dallas. Because they say the documentary feels like a referendum on how bad the Brady-Belichick relation uh, relationship got and why it never had a storybook ending with the two riding off together in the sunset. Uh, the, the subjects in it, including Brady, Belichick, Robert Kraft, Roger Goodell, and nearly every well-known Patriots player over the last two decades um, speak openly about the all-encompassing dick, uh, dictatorship style with uh, which Belichick ran the Patriots. He says players include... Emphasis on the first syllable there. Uh, yes. It, okay, here's here's what <laughs> happened. You want to know what happened there? What's the that? word that I'm reading is <laughs> dictatorial. Okay. And that, that threw me off. I could see So that. I was like, let me just pivot to dictatorship I and like just power through. Um Players, including several still on the roster, disclosed just how difficult it was playing for Belichick. Quote, it was brutal, says Matthew Slater. Rob Gronkowski described pulling up to 
uh, one Patriot place and not wanting to get out of his car to go into work. Wes Welker compared Brady to an abused dog for continually going back to work for Belichick. And I'm, I just, listen, it all worked out for yeah. the most part because you did have Brady and the winning was there. But I don't, I don't think that is something. Gronkowski is not wanting to get out of his car to go to work. Brady's being described as an abused dog. I remember after uh, Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, how many people were talking, and Lane Johnson, the Eagles tackle, was saying, man, I got people over there, they're saying it's a horrible place to work. You know, um, it worked. I, I think it worked so well that they let him go, but I always think of what Parcell said is, you know, I'm going to ride these players hard, and I, what I do works, but it doesn't work for long because they are going to be. But I, I think, you know, because Belichick didn't have that flight instinct that Parcells did after three to five years, I got to get out of here. He stuck with it. And it's amazing that they were able to continue to succeed at the highest levels in spite of that really toxic culture. I think him sticking with it is is not the bigger deal here because I think all these guys would stick with it. But you got to have you got to have the the sponsors and there is no better sponsor than Brady. This all lasted because Brady was willing to put up with it. Brady is the man and everybody knows it and he's willing to be the abused dog. So the winning is going to continue and so we're going to keep rocking with this. If Brady was not in on this, if after 3 Super Bowls he's like I can't do this anymore, Belichick's gone a long time ago. And Gronkowski's mm-hmm. not getting out of his car to go to work. You know, but because Brady is one of the most unique individuals with the way he was willing to be coached, yeah. This thing was able to last longer. But even in the midst of all that, you have great players like a Gronkowski who's having trouble getting out of his car to go into the office because, gosh, this sucks so it's bad. Weird, and as much as winning cures all, I am having I, – I need somebody to yank me out of my car to get in here. I and just it sucks because it doesn't have to be that way. You know, the great yeah. dynasty of the Warriors, of the Chiefs right now, much healthier. Well, like, I'm, sorry I'm to very, cut you off. No, you're good. I, I mean, I'm excited to see this. You just haven't heard Gronk ever say anything negative, really, about Bill. And then when we just had Gilmore and Cooks, and we asked, like, "Hey, are you surprised Belichick didn't get a job?" They were. I mean, they. I mean, Gilmore was speaking very highly of Bill Belichick. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. I'm excited to see it, but I, I I'm just not going to take it as gospel right now. I think it's a wait and see approach. Hey, I think that's totally fair. Um, okay, let's get to some of the championship fun here. Uh, if if we can, and the uh, the the, the ch- funnest thing was these guys chasing down one of the shooters out there in the in the, in Dude, the grass. Yes, yeah. Kudos to those people. It was man, American hero time. moment. That right is there. badassery. Yeah, yeah. There there is footage of multiple Kansas City Chiefs fans that are there at the parade chasing down and uh, just dogpiling one of the one of the shooters so that the police could get over there yeah. and make it happen. It's it's tough to talk about these things, you know. But I I think what happened here much more looks like idiots that were having a disagreement shooting at each other than like a a random terrorist public shooting from what I can tell because that guy wasn't trying to shoot anybody else you know I I think you know and I'm I'm speculating at this point maybe it's not the right time to speculate as well a tragedy is a tragedy at least one person lost their life Um, but I I just can't imagine how stupid it would be to take a gun to a parade for self-defense knowing if I'm not freaking Doc Holliday in the flesh with dotting my rounds, you know, and are the, are the rounds full metal jacket? Are they going through people and hitting others? I have no awareness of probably my my what's in the magazine. But could you imagine how stupid you would have to be 
that decide, hey, I'm going to a parade, going to be about a million people there. I might see somebody I don't like, or maybe we'll get into a disagreement. And you will get into disagreements in that parade route. Everybody has to be on their best behavior because of how crowded you are. And I'm going to take a gun into that. And if somebody disagrees with what I'm saying, then I'm going to shoot them. And if I miss, then it's going to hit a random person. And now I'm not in a fight where maybe I have plausible self-defense. I'm just an idiot shooting into a crowd. Um, and who knows? I guess the details are coming out. But based on what I can see, three individuals arrested uh, for this and, and 15 hurt so far. I mean, there's just all kinds of, you know, we, we know no bounds, I, I think, when it comes to the dumb ideas people can come up with relative to firearms. I'm not anti-gun. I own them. I can't imagine being in the Ukraine and watching Russia come across that border and not be able to defend my family or friends or my neighborhood or whatever it is, you know? I believe in, in, in the American right to bear arms. I, I believe in the original intent of the Constitution to help us protect ourselves from tyranny. And I'm not under an illusion that it can't happen to America, you know? We, probably more an internal thing than an external threat. I mean, we're protected by two coasts. You know, to the north are our friends, to the south are our friends. I, I don't think, like, the cartels are going to launch a, an invasion on America. That's probably the biggest military threat that we have on this continent other than ourselves. So I think we're good from outside, but inside's a problem, you know. And I, I don't know where this culture war is taking us. So there's a lot of reasons to be like, yeah, I think we should have firearms. But it's just mind-blowing the diabolical idiocracy that some of these terrorists come up with, domestic terrorists come up with for shooting fellow Americans as a way of waking up America. And then you, of course, have your your run-of-the-mill idiot that's just not responsible enough to have a gun, you know? And I just, I, I can't imagine, like, not having a tremendous sense of responsibility every time you take that thing out of the safe and put it in your holster, your back pocket, wherever you're carrying it, you know? We need to, to look at these as a potential weapon of terror. And it's just, it, it's not the way that it's being framed. At some point, you know, and this doesn't apply to responsible gun owners, you know, but at some point, responsible gun owners seem to be like um, outpopulated by idiots, one brand of idiot or another. And now, you know, I, I think what has started as a very good intent to make sure we're defended and can fight off tyranny has created a virus, you know. There is a contagion inside America's relationships with guns. And I think it's the people who are the responsible ones that should be leading the way to enforce some sort of responsibility or new set of laws or expectations to to help us out of this. And damn it, I have done it again. I took what was a well-intended take about guns and my heart is hurting and I'm looking for answers. And I probably, you know, offended a bunch of people who are thinking, man, that sounds like gun control to me. You always will. Yeah. So, yes, I'm sorry, Chief. No, it's all good. It's all good. I think that's probably uh, a better way to close it down than, than try and find any fun on a okay. day where that sort of erases the fun. So. Well, let's close that Sad. chapter of the show. We'll come back. We will talk about everything that's been breaking. I do believe Eric Chiafalo has some terrific highlights. Did Travis Kelsey embarrass his girlfriend once again? We'll find out and take a look at all the other headlines next in the G-Bag Nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impression? them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a great day. LA Live's coming up in 17 minutes. Chief will get you some of that uh, Kansas City celebration audio here in a few minutes, let's take a look at uh, everything else that's been developing throughout your broadcast day. Segment is brought to you by the on-time experts as we take you commercial-free to the top. How about some baseball? MLB intends to strictly enforce the obstruction rule around the bases this season, telling umps to be more diligent in calling infractions. The league is holding a Zoom call with skippers today. Obstruction defined as the act of a fielder who will not in possession of the ball, not in the act of fielding the ball, impedes the progress of any runner. League's focused on the latter part of the rule as it believes infielders are blocking runners' paths to the bag under the guise of fielding the ball from a teammate. Um, so there's going to be no okey-dokin around there or no accidentally getting in the, the, the path of the runner to maybe slow him up a little bit. It looks like you're going to have your head on a swivel there as an infielder and uh, needing to react to the runner. Runners right away, as long as he's inside the base path, is what it looks like to me, Wolchuk. And yeah. I guess it's going to get more offense. Yeah, it's, it's all about getting more offense, uh, keeping the game more entertaining, also probably for injury risks as well. You know, I think yeah. the players need to be aware so we don't have those incidental collisions there trying to slide into a bag at second base or third. The most common infraction is when a middle infielder puts his lower leg on the ground to block the runner's path to second. Mm-hmm sometimes leading to hand or ankle injuries depending on how a runner slides. A common infraction at third involves an infielder moving up the line to block a runner's path as he receives the ball from an outfielder. Okay, so uh, we're going to get, you know, I I think some some more – you know, wild and free running. They're, they're, they're on it, man. I, I'm, yeah. I'm liking what baseball's doing with these rule changes. I thought last year was a tremendous step, and uh, so far I'm, I'm liking this one as well. We're getting the game back in motion. Yes, we are. Rangers pitchers and catchers arriving in Arizona will be uh, in Arizona next Sunday uh, to, to cover this baseball team. They've signed pitcher Adrian Sampson, been with the Cubs, been up and down the last couple of years. Uh, he was here a couple of years ago, actually. You might remember. You might know him, old Chuck. Yeah, 28, 2019, Adrian Sampson. When I actually started doing uh, pre and post, he was he came in, gave the Rangers some big time innings, uh, being able when when they were dealing with some injuries to the staff. Uh, that was when my guy Joe Palumbo was trying to to make it. Unfortunately, that didn't happen for him. But Adrian Sampson actually had some good games there with Chicago. So this is another veteran arm. Uh, Rangers are just kind of throwing everything they can and seeing, hey, can we catch, you know, lightning in a bottle again like they did with Will Smith a year ago? Maybe one of these guys or two of them end up giving you something. Yeah, because it's it's not like, hey, we need you for the full season necessarily. It's like we'll we'll take whatever we can we get. We to fill some gaps here and yeah, there. Yeah, you know? can, can you give us a couple of starts? Can you give us a few weeks? Can you give us a few months? We'll take whatever here 
as we just patchwork our way to the all-star break and then thereafter. So I love it, dude. And you, and you know a guy like Mad Dog is going to – he will find one or two guys that – and you hope they're young guys that you feel like, okay, you can build a little bit, but whatever. You don't care necessarily how old they are when you're just like, hey, give me a little something for a couple of months here, bro. Absolutely. Please. It's a marathon of 162 games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we look forward to that marathon, unlike any other, as the greatest offseason in Rangers history has now concluded. Uh, that's what's happened today. And uh, now it's all about the repeat. Okay, have a couple of juicy Mavericks topics here for you. They're uh, back in action tonight hosting San Antonio. Final game before the All-Star break. Derek Lively and Victor Wimbenyama. I think that's an interesting matchup. You know, uh, man, could you imagine if the draft was held again where Lively would go? I think top six or seven at least, maybe top five, maybe top four, just having a great uh, rookie year. And, and Gafford, what can Lively and Gafford do to, to, to slow down Wimby? And maybe some Maxi Kleba as well. Um, but Spurs got nothing. And uh, they've been playing horrible basketball. Uh, so a win and six straight going into the break is, is you know, probably likely. Okay. So you, you you counter that. I mean, there's there's you know obviously a lot of good vibes going on with, with, with the Mavs, but why do players not want to play with Luca? Was the topic of conversation yesterday on ESPN's NBA show. You got Richard Jefferson and the cast up there. Grant Williams, the latest. Seth Curry was in the situation twice. Now I heard first go around Seth Curry didn't like playing with Luca, but they brought him back. Um, so I, I guess he likes how the Mavs money spends, but he, you know he'd prefer to not be alongside Luca. So he's probably happy he got the trade as well. Of course, we know Porzingis. You know. Luca did not was not a big fan of Rick Carlisle or, or Vegas Bob. You know, I, you know, I, I think it's obvious though. I don't I don't think it has anything to do with his personality. I, I just think it's you watch his game and it's very similar to a James Harden or a Russell Westbrook, and we all know that that style can produce triple doubles. It can produce MVPs. It can produce incredible individual nights. But the other thing that it produces often is teammates who aren't energized, they're not enjoying it as much as, you know, they would be playing with a Magic Johnson or a Kyrie Irving or, you know, a guy where, you know, you're getting more of that ball movement and player movement. And it's it's tough for any organization to decide because when you just look at the metrics and the analytics, it's rare when you get a player this good. Kevin Durant was one of them. LeBron at his peak was one of them. But you're like, this is better than the best team basketball. Please, guys. Just shut up, space the floor and defend, right? right? And we could do this. But something happens to a team that is so one-player centric that really, you know, make, makes it difficult to build a, a winning formula out of it. And I think that's why it's never been done. I, I think guys resent the ball hog so much in basketball. They, and, and they're so energized. Like, you catch the ball, and you know that feeling when you blow a layup, how you charge back on defense, and you're like, oh, I got to get that ball back. I just messed up. Yeah. If you play with Luca, you never get that feeling, you know, because you know, you don't touch the ball. So I, I just think b- being uninvolved in basketball can cripple a, a team, and I, I think this is probably Luca's last challenge. You can find guys that don't mind it that much and can get along and be like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been sacrificing ever since I got in the NBA. I'm not the superstar. Big surprise. But I think Jordan found it out. Kobe found it out. you got to get guys, um, you know, like Ron Harper and, and, and Rick Fox to play hard for you on both ends because, you know what, you're going to have the ball so much, taking all the shots, making all the money, getting all the sneaker cash, and then you're going to be like, I'm so tired, I can't play defense, guys. So they're, they're, they're picking you up a lot 
And all they want is to just be a little bit more involved. And uh, again, it, it's tricky, but I think Luca wants to win enough that hopefully he'll figure this out at some point in the next five years. Yeah, I think it, I think a lot of it is is really just on the the Mavs front office to put the right guys around him. You know, I mean, so I think the guys who really get frustrated are the guys who think they should be the man, like Porzingis, guys who really like to create their own shot. And it's it's like, hey, dude, uh, Luke is going to go ahead and do that. He's still going to give you a, a, a lot of opportunities to score, but it's yeah. going to be a little bit more catch and shoot. It's going to be as wide open as you've ever been. And a lot of dudes are going to be OK with that. Uh, but if you're super if you're the guy who also wants to be ball handler guy, sorry, he's yeah. just better than you at it. So if this isn't the right fit for you, fine. But ultimately, he's still getting guys involved. He might not be doing it the exact way you ball handler guy wants him to do it or you guy who thinks he should be the one. You know, But a guy like Kyrie, he's willing to defer a little bit. He's willing to say, Luca, you can be that guy. I'll have my moments of being that guy. But also Kyrie is a much – like Luca's got way more respect for Kyrie than he did Porzingis. For obvious reasons. Kyrie is a champion. Kyrie is known for being maybe the single greatest ball handler in uh in the history of the sport. So he gets to he has a little bit more jurisdiction than than the next guy who's sort of playing second fiddle to Luca. But for the most part, get the right role players around Luca. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I do think he's a more he's a better facilitator than say the Hard and the Westbrooks. I see the similarities in their game hundred percent, but I think Luca is able to pass uh more pass better than both of those guys. I also think like if Luca sucked to play with, is Kyrie re-signing in Dallas? Hey, Kyrie's the, the perfect superstar at this point in his career to, to pair with another superstar. They've He's been incredibly a, complimentary. And I think we all worried, like, how is that going to work? Two ball-dominant yeah. guards, but it really has married. And honestly, I think it's been super beneficial for Luka Doncic having him around. No, I, I think those are great points that you guys made. And it was the Pistons that moved Adrian Dantley to the Mavs, actually. He was that... He was that guy who wanted the ball more, and they're like, "Well, actually, we just need to give it to Isaiah, so um, maybe you need yeah. to go." And they bring in Mark Aguirre, who was less talented, but it fit them much better. Yeah, man, guys that understand their role and, and are willing to do it. I understand it's not going to be for everybody, but but I mean, hey, man, like the, that Mavericks team that went to the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago, they had no business going there. And so once you start winning and proving, like, you're Luka and you can start proving, hey, watch this, man, we're, we're going to Western Conference Finals. When you're consistently winning and, and winning big, especially in the postseason, you get more and more opportunities for guys willing to sacrifice some of their own to say, hey, for the betterment, you know, we'll do this. Scottie Pippen knew his role. I don't think Scottie Pippen was, was B-wording about the idea that Michael's the guy. Pippen knows his role. Pippen, your role is extremely important, but understand what that role is you're not going to be our shot creator sorry all right speaking of uh, champions we have a quote here from our gm of your champion texas rangers let me get this cy thing in here real quick then we'll get some highlights from the celebration in kansas city cy on possibly or, or on defending the world series he says in some ways i think success for us is defined by what we do from here moving forward not what we have done you look out and you see the kansas city chiefs and what they are able to do in repeating and even what their comments were after winning in terms of their focus for next year already, and I think it's very similar to what our group is. It's so hard to win a championship, and it's so hard to get back even to the World Series. A lot of things have to go our way. A healthy respect for the challenge sitting in front of the Texas Rangers, but I'm buying that Kansas City uh, Chiefs uh, analogy for this ball team. Uh, I think there's a lot in common 
And, uh, you know, maybe it's not going to be every year, but I'm expecting at least one, maybe two more here over the next half decade for these Texas Rangers. I'm excited to get back out there to surprise. Here's Eric Chiafala with some more sports for you. Yes, sir. Uh, there, there were a couple of good moments from the parade today. I think visually, you know, some of the best things that we saw, we saw Isaiah Pacheco walking around with a real-life goat, uh, a, a baby goat in his hand. He was carrying it around like a football. It was wearing a jersey, a Kansas City Chiefs red jersey. I couldn't tell if it was number 15. It was was it Mahomes? Was he was he doing the our, our quarterbacks, the goat thing there? I don't know, but I do know that Isaiah Pacheco was roaming the, the parade for the entirety, uh, carrying around a baby goat uh, the same way he does the pill. Uh, or the rock, I should say. Baby goats seem fun to play with. Yeah. They do. Yeah. No, when I dated that FFA girl in, in high school, uh, we, uh, not, I mean, it was hers, but I, I moseyed on over there from time to time to, as she was doing whatever it was she had to do to prep this thing for, for the big show. And uh, it was fun. It was yeah. fun to get, get to be around that a little bit, you know, a little bit. Was FFA girl a dipper? A little bit. No, but, but, uh, uh, Sturdy gal. her, uh, no, her we 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 did the Houston the Houston rodeo or whatever at, at one point, and we go down there, and we're actually staying in like some of her family's house that lives down there, and her cousin, female, big time, big time dipper chick. Nice. It was it was hilarious. Beach and arm wrestling. Uh, would have. I didn't have I didn't have the stones to go up against her. I didn't want to get embarrassed. Man, my cousins grew up on a farm in Indiana, and Ellie Joe, uh, which was the cousin who was my age, this gal. She she could beat me in arm wrestling. She drove an over the road eighteen wheeler for like fifteen years. She was a badass. She would like she you know we're like twelve years old and she'd be like carrying those two five gallon buckets full of water to go feed the hogs. She's like, come on, let's go. Uh, she's she's hitting out. <laughs> hitting farmers carries yeah. at twelve years old. She does sound like a hard ass. Uh, Walchuk's doing a lot of talking with his mic off. Yep. Um, oh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is is he drunker than Travis Kelsey? Let's find out. Here was Kelsey there at the microphone. Um, I, I, I mean, grade the performance, fellas. Take it away, Trav. If you know this song, sing along. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined the Niners affair. Oh, wow. The last one to know. We were the last one to show. We were the <laughs> last ones they thought they'd see there. Uh-oh. And I saw the surprise. That fear in their eyes. They took that glass of champagne. Pat, Pat took that glass of champagne, I promise you. When I took, and I toasted you. Oh, no. I love it. What I never it's great, what? He did embarrass his girlfriend. I yeah, got did. friends in those places. That is- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's Playing that for G back today. Oh, that's awesome. He went full Brian Broadus at the parade. Beautiful. That really was. Don't insult Broadus like that. No, well, Brian didn't sing, but he definitely was liquored up. 
That is something. Oh yeah, no, that was the other. So the visual aesthetics, you have the 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 goat being carried by Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Uh, the same way Isaiah Pacheco was uh, carefully carrying around that goat, you had Travis Kelsey with a bottle of 1942. Uh, so he was oh, he was he was okay, slapping. That explains a lot. He's yeah. slapping away the cures and everything. He's like, "Nah, I don't have time for your shotguns. I'm I'm gonna hang out with this tequila here, and we'll oh, see where it takes no. me." I'm gonna get Brady oh. wasted right here. It, it, that's yeah. where it took him. Absolutely. You, you have to drink light domestic beer on a situation like that, don't you? Like you're partying, you're having fun. If you grab the bottle of liquor, you're going to Blottoville. I think quicker than anybody else. Forty five minutes, yeah. we're not going to recognize I, you. Here's the problem: this is the competitive spirit in Travis Kelsey, and this is a guy who's obviously he's done this before, so he's trying to not only one up himself, but he'll never forget what his brother Jason did at the Eagles parade, and. We all saw the videos of his brother Jason partying his rear end off all throughout Vegas in lead up to the game and after the game. I think Travis has this competitive spirit with his brother where he's like Jason Kelsey's becoming legendary party guy and Travis is trying to live up a little bit. I mean, one of the most historical moments on the microphone at a championship parade is unfortunately the Eagles and Jason Kelsey in his moment. And the costume. Yeah. So it was amazing. So he's trying to get to those levels. And I think he did a dang good job. I mean, that was a valiant effort right there. That, that wasn't was, just the old fashioned, you know, college try. He went for the gusto. I think he pulled it off. It was about as cringe as the Viva Las Vegas uh, that he did. Ooh, yeah. it, it was pretty rough. But I mean, I More. think you're right, Gavin, because when we went to the Rangers parade, the beer drunk was good. You could yeah. maintain that. Yeah. The second we had that mixed tequila uh, juice type of deal that the Ranger Tolo fans. Yeah. That yeah. that kind of sent me to another level. I mean, yeah. if it weren't for uh, if, if I had it kept going back to that well, I don't think I'd have made it through our show. The Memorial Day mind meld, which is what Richie Witt called the most uh, 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 you know intoxicated party in 105 through the fan of history. I've been sitting there drinking beer, and it wasn't until somebody showed up with like some Crown Royal Black or something uh, like that. No, no, it was that infused liquor. We had that infused. Uh, it was like pineapples and yes. stuff all in he that day. Yeah. yeah, wife had it sitting for like four days, bro. Dude. Man. We was, showed up that party went crazy. Yeah, it Ooh, was it was crazy. wild. Yeah, you guys, sh- you, right around the time you guys showed up, yeah. I just remember going from, hey, we're just chilling, having a good time, dude. Next thing you know, I don't know what happened. Uh, 214 says, Gavin, do you even watch the Mavs or just take dumb ESPN headlines and run your mouth, stick oh. to girls, soccer? That was the question, and it's what I've heard. Okay, so you can just act like, I know everything, Luca's perfect, or you can like, <laughs> I don't know. There's NBA players who are like, wow, that was a horrible basketball experience. I don't know what team would try to play like that intentionally. You know, it's just, it's, it's weird to some people. I think Chief had a great point, though. Find guys that it doesn't bother, yeah. you know, and that are that happen to be highly skilled and can create, but don't mind if the other guy's going to do all the work, like Clay Thompson, you know? Yes. I don't need to dribble. Yeah. Give me the damn ball. Yeah, I'm perfect at it. I'll shoot. And I'll play some defense. <laughs> That's right. It's time to go into the Pimp Cup. Yeah. Here's Lucius Alexander in yeah. L.A. Live. Somebody need a big-ass hook to snatch Travis Kelsey off the stage. Get over here. Please, please. <laughs> like Thanks. the sand means come out in Apollo, start dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ain't seen that problem. Move on over. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, We used to have a uh, uh, ball hog on our basketball team. We called him Basketball Master. (laughs) Oh, you know so much. Oh, it's the Basketball Master. Better get him the ball. All right, let's get into a, what is this, a hump day? Yes. A butt naked Wednesday. LA Live, right after this. Well, all right, you squares. 
fire up this fucking Oh, oh boy. It'll make you dance to some of everything. Everybody get hot. Fellas, I know we go through things that we keep bottled up. Shorty's on your line and go ghost when it's time to follow up. Got you sitting by your phone thinking that she about to call her what? But even without a valentine, you still deserve to be swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? It's butt naked Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I had another thought about that ball hog on our basketball team. The basketball master? Yeah, the basketball <laughs> master, bro. Name, <laughs> we called him ba- the His basketball. name was Steven. We also called him Head because he had a big ass head. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played with this guy, Brian. And he would catch the ball, and you could feel everybody just be like, yeah, let me get a chair. Brian's got it again. You take a deep breath and look at the rim. Yep. (sighs) Yeah, I'm going to go. Fool won't even notice if we just stand there with our hands on our way. Like, come on, bro. He won't even notice. It's LA Live for February 14th, 2024. It's a butt-naked Valentine's Wednesday. Shout-out to Miss Badu. I, too, was born underwater with $3 and six dimes. Peace to the gods. L.A. Live has a sponsor. Can you believe that? Shout out to Stephanie. Salute. You are a superstar, Stephanie. That's brought to you by Kissable Dental and their no-bill guarantee. Book online, kissabledental.com. Your kissable journey begins today. Mm. She was recognized at the Big Town Hall meeting today. She was. Been dominating. She was. She was dominating. I didn't know she was dominating like that. Stephanie, be out here. Yeah. Yeah, so can, be quite can you persistent. see me the email of the thing, <laughs> please? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see what I got for you boys. You boys already talked about your Val's Day plans. Yes. Right. So I don't think I have to ask you guys. But I did ask the Tolos. Question for the Tolos right here. What do y'all have planned for today? I just asked it like that. What do you have planned for today? I got a Tolo that said, I'm going to wake my man up to some loving and cook him breakfast. Wow. Holy cow. Wow, dude. Come That's on, amazing. fam. That's it a hell of a Took the wind out of my cells. Come on, bro. And she, wow. she wrote down the whole breakfast and everything that she oh, had for him. I was like, look at you bragging. Must have just got together. They must be brand new <laughs> in the mix. for a week. <laughs> Definitely don't have kids. Yeah. They Their first Valentine's. Uh, what do you have planned for today? Taking the kids to a Valentine's dance. How about that? Well, that sounds oh. fun. Valentine's dance. Yeah, yeah. They always remember that pops. Good pops right there. Going to Tolo to the Mavs play. Okay. Yes. Uh, I got a Tolo said this is a fake holiday, L.A. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was funny. I we, we ran out of water jugs when we when I woke up this morning. I, I did a solo run to the Kroger, and it was funny to see how many yeah. dudes were running around with yeah. the crusties in their eyes still yeah. with roses and flowers. And this is at like seven yeah. in the morning. <laughs> Undefeated. I'll be right back. Get some dog food. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, get, you know we gotta get that thing. And then yeah. tomorrow, just like Halloween, it's all half off. WD forty. Always. Uh, what do you have planned for today? Bob Marley movie with the misses. Okay. Bob Marley movie looks good. Let me know how no that woman, goes. No Tolo. Uh, can I say that? At work on my period. Wow. Yeah. I think it's sci- like science, right? It's scientific. It's scientific. Biology. It's scientific. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Uh, what do you have planned for today? Celebrate my independence. Hashtag divorce. Okay. This is a Hallmark holiday, L.A. It is a Hallmark holiday. They're all made up. 
doing the no pants dance later. <laughs> Hold on. Let's be new. I have an appointment with my psychiatrist at three. <laughs> yeah. I hope it went well. Yeah, I hope they hey, sorted out. Yeah, mental health. Uh, what do you have planned for today? My wife. Okay. Very nice. Solo just said my wife. He didn't say what he's going to do or anything. Just I got plans for my wife. Uh, what else we got right here? <laughs> I heard that if you treat her like a rock star, she'll treat you like a fan. So don't overdo it. You know? I like that. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be your girl's groupie. I like that. No. Those are bars right there. Uh, question for the Tolos. What do y'all have planned for today? Uh, nothing. She just blocked me off all platforms. Mm. Awkward. Yeah. Count that a victory, bro. <laughs> How about that? How about that? That's the true thing. Blessing in disguise. Sounds like a man that knows his way into the intentional doghouse. Yeah. I guess I screwed up. She won't talk to me for Oopsies. 72 hours again. Darn. Yeah, Slim Thug said he's have to go, uh, he has to go to jail today. And he'll be out tomorrow. Just a little quick thing for the county. And the for the county. For the county. Uh, what do you have planned for today? I found out Valentine's Day is pagan, so I won't be doing anything. Praise Jesus, honey. Hmm. Don't you love the Lord? Hey, man, I'll tell you right now, you'd be surprised how many uh, holidays are pagan. Uh, what do you have planned for today? My battery boo is getting double A's. Oh, lucky gal. Very nice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Mavs game. Probably throw together a pretty good dinner and uh, and do a crypto show tonight on YouTube about ten o'clock, Lucius. Hey, it's running today, man. Yeah, it's looking Fun. good today. People are actually looking for crypto content again for the first time in about three years. So hoping to get over fifty views if I'm lucky. Keep crushing. <laughs> <laughs> Just me and a small group of nerds on YouTube. What do you have planned for today here, Tolos? I got a Tolo to said. Headed to Louisiana for a crappie tournament. Must be nice because I cannot cra catch crappie. The bite is too sensitive. It's too soft. I can't never hook them. Uh, what else we got right here? Smashosaurus Rex. Sounds fun. I hope he doesn't call it that to his girl. <laughs> I hope Rex isn't involved either. Smashosaurus Rex. I know what dinosaur hasn't gone. Yeah. You know what time it is. <laughs> 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 His tiny arms. Yeah, yeah, the big arms. Yeah, you arms. better run. <laughs> what do you have planned for today? It's Ash Wednesday. I'm going to church. Good for you. Haven't had a Valentine since elementary school. Sorry to hear that. Maybe that's a good thing, bro. Saving some money. Yeah, you're saving some money. Uh, taking a bubble bath, doing a puzzle, and watching Martin marathons. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. 214 says they're feeling extra romantic today and, and they will not be cheating today. Oh, today. Hey. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, that's for this weekend anyway. Like, that's. Come on, man. That's rookie move to like hang out with your side piece on this day. Yeah. That's for the weekend. Uh, oh, you take care of her earlier the weekend before. Everybody knows this. Come on, Everybody man. knows this. You new to the game, fam? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, what do you have planned for today? Taking the day off to get a facial and petty. Okay, yeah. I'm glad we added the petty. Yeah, me too. Getting flowers from a weed man. You guys have a great relationship. Last one right here. <laughs> what are you doing today? I'll be at the gym making my own legs shake. That is a good feeling. <laughs> you having a hard time going down the stairs. Productive. Your leg workout. Ooh. Yeah, it's cool at first. Well, that third day, boy. 
Tell you what. G back of the day, we do it every uh, weekday here on the fan at 2 30. Y'all hear that, Usher? Yeah. Hey! Me again. Did you say you do legs three days in a row? No, that third day after oh. legs really hurts. Oh, the delayed muscle soreness? Yeah, that third day. And the abs still burn right now. Can't even laugh good. Uh, let's see what else we got right here. Oh, yeah. G back of the day. We do it every weekday here on the fan, 2.30. See anything floating out there. Don't be afraid to hit me up. Uh, this is a perfect situation for Valentine's Day. We have a toxic pastor. Explains to a woman why she is single. Do you believe this man? It's your fault. It's your fault. A woman should just shut up and look cute and nod your head. Mm. It's your fault. Who want me to who, who want me to cr- critique them right now on the spot? You do it. Come here, come here, right here. Come right here. Now she said she gonna do this, didn't she? Did I call her out? Did she call her herself? Oh. All right. So you need to lose weight. Find a good bra. You need to go to in it. Intimate. It's called intimates. I took my wife. My wife knew nothing about anything. Yeah. <laughs> my wife knew nothing because she came from a family who didn't know anything about anything. I took my wife to a place that they have. We don't buy bras at Victoria. Not black women that got large breasts. Ew. So yes. you need to get your bra made. And it's not that expensive. It's not. No, baby. You get a good bra, it's almost like having a breast lift. Yeah, they're big and heavy. I looked at the video again. They're super huge and heavy. And, heavy. <laughs> and she's receiving the information. She's she's got her hands really? down to her side, shaking her head like, okay, I never okay. thought about that. Put on the bra. I can crush fast. a watermelon with these. That's well-received mansplaining right there from the pulpit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know anything either. You need to be quiet, shut up, and put yeah. on a bra. That's why you ain't got no man. Lose some damn weight and put on a bra. Who's next? <laughs> Killing it up here. Uh, let me see what yeah, I'm surprised some of these pastors don't get canceled. I mean, oh, a comedian gosh. goes on stage with any of that material, like a woman should. I mean, that's common talk there in the church, regardless yeah. of, of uh, discipline there. Yeah. Genre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me go. Here we go. All right. Be the man of the house. You take charge of everything. All right. Y'all be careful out there. Where's my, my stuff is all confused up. Hold on, y'all. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold up. Here we go. Before we get out of here, nobody in this room or around us is using Tinder or anything like that anymore, right? No. No, like, sir. <laughs> my, my bad. I asked y'all in front of microphones. I'm stupid. Woolchuck's been more of a grinder guy all along, I believe. Hey, that was <laughs> only on Tuesdays, Gavin. <laughs> He's got a star on his account. <laughs> it's one of our Excel accounts right here. They call me a bear. Yeah. Uh, I seen somewhere, like, the more hairy you are, the more intelligent you could be. Or something like that? Really? Because yeah. that is not true. Oh, oh. You're, I can speak from it. There's outliers and everything, old Chuck. <laughs> mm. Well, hey, it's LA Live 1053 The Fan on a Butt Naked Wednesday. We have a woman right here. Found herself on a Tinder date, almost got herself killed. What? On this Tinder date. Man. Clearwater police arrested a man, 22 years old, doing about, what is it, about 130 on a motorcycle with a girl on the back. It was a first date. He was trying to show off for the girl. Wow. And police spotted him and tried to, you know, pull him over. And then he hit the gun on him with the girl on the back. Now, before I play this audio, I see this a lot. Not the speeding thing, but I see girls on the back of bikes a lot. Yeah. They never have the motorcycles. I mean, not the motorcycle, the helmets. But the motorcycle driver has the helmet on, but not the girl. Yeah. What are we doing, bro? Yeah. What part of game is that? 
I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine. I, I've done it once. My cousin was into racing four-wheelers, motorcycles, and stuff. So one day we're out in Indiana, you know, long country roads. He's yeah. like, yeah, jump on, man. What's going to be great? Yeah. We were going well over 100, and I was I got off that thing, and I'm like, man, screw you. Ah! Yeah, it's terrifying. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. It can be, man. I sold my bike years ago <laughs> after I seen my brother drop his twice. So everybody's going to drop it, bro. Don't worry about it. And I was like, nah, I'm going to put this in the paper. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Oh, everybody that gets a motorcycle, eventually you wreck it. Yeah. But then you learn. Like, I'm good. Yeah, this is the first date for this lady right here. He tried to show off on his motorcycle out there in Florida, and it got crazy. Okay, 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 okay. Get off, get off. Get off. You're under arrest for fleeing, eluding, and reckless driving, right? Yes, sir. That was a good catch, Sarge. Holy He could have killed himself. He could have killed his passenger. <laughs> it's your boyfriend? It's my Tinder date. Your Tinder date? <laughs> it's your Tinder date. It's going to look good when you end up in a morgue from your Tinder date because he's driving 130 running. Hey, listen, I understand that that's your Tinder date, but you were just involved in something very serious, so you're going to go in the back of this cop car for a little bit. Oh, what? wow. Do you have anything on you at all? No? No weapons, no nothing? No, it's just my phone and my credit card. No, my oh, credit just, card, my debit card, card and my license. Okay, where's your phone? It's in his bag. It's in his bag? Okay. I'm just going to lift your shirt up just to make sure that you don't have anything on you, okay? What's going on? What's going on? Turn this way. Oh, it's like you got a nice Nothing in your bra or anything? No, you can lift it up if you want to. No, no, Oh, let me check that out. We need you to bounce up and down real quick. I love, how, I love how quickly you ID'd the fake cry there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a man with, with daughters and you coaching yeah, all-girls soccer team. That, yeah. was, you very, can that was an that awkward exchange with that officer, Absolutely. though. You are right. A little strip search, honey. Good it's, Lord. It's just going to be real quick. Yeah, I'd never go out with that person again. <laughs> no. Not going to see your That's a one and day, done. But. No, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, y'all be careful out here, man. I don't do a background check if you can on the person before you hang out with them. Try to do all the Google searches you can. <laughs> I don't know. What's that? Uh, isn't there a Facebook page where you can kind of check up on the guy? I think there is. Remember that? That a dude tried to sue? Yes. You told us about that during yeah, OAI. Yeah, they're, do they're, something, no, man. They're because... all like tattling on these dudes. Like, are you dating the same yeah. person? And if you get on the motorcycle with a guy, ladies, make sure he hands you a helmet. Without a helmet, you are not getting on that bike. Think about your life. You know how many yeah. girls he's had on that bike and he revs it up vroom, 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 on purpose? Between your legs, he's doing that on purpose. Yeah. I know. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's it work? do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lord Willow Creek, don't rise. Y'all have a good night. That's my time. Thank you, Lucius. LA Live every night, 540 here in the G Back Nation. Uh, when we come back, we'll check. What do you want to talk about? Let's do uh, some baseball, shall we, on your Home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. We got an update on Jordan Montgomery and Jacob DeGrom. That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.